A year and a half ago, we did an episode where we got to know four teenage entrepreneurs with inspiring stories. Today, we're going to follow up to see what they've been up to, including big money business exits, hiring 25 employees, completely changing their educational goals, and more. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed, organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon or Walmart world. And you know, a while back, we did this episode that inspired people of all ages, but I, I took four teenagers who were at different stages of their educational and their career goals, and, and we brought them on to hear their stories. You know, we had somebody who was from a country where culturally just young people are don't really work. It's not, you know, the, the father is the only one in the family who who is supposed to, you know, earn money and and he had a lot of obstacles to overcome despite his age you know we had somebody else who was super young like a freshman in in high school who was making time for retail arbitrage and grossing you know hundreds of thousands of dollars on that on Amazon. Uh, we had somebody else who started their own business on TikTok and it was just completely blowing up and going viral. And we had another uh, individual who was started a business at an early, early age of like 13 with her sister who was even younger and then grew that into a bigger business and also some other endeavors. Now, each of them are, are coming back on the show and each of them have gone their own directions, completely different ways. So some of them have doubled down on what they're uh, already doing. Others, they completely changed course and are doing something completely different. Others had uh, some uh, issues, mental health issues. They they had to like kind of like approach and 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 acknowledge and deal with. And and what what's the moral of the story here, guys? Yes, these are young people, but it doesn't matter your age. These things that they're going through, um, any of you who are listening out there could be going through. So I know that this is going to be an episode that all of you guys can hopefully get inspired on. And and if you're older, you know, if, if you're not a teenager or you're not a young adult, you know, don't don't tune out. You know, if you're 30, 40, 50, 60, um, what what's holding you back? What obstacles do you have? Do you have mental health issues? Do you have educational drawbacks? Do you have cultural issues? Um, you know, do you just have like uh, an issue where you, you can't really dream as big as you once did? Well, guess what? These young people have those same issues because these are things that affect people of all ages. So I want you guys, your takeaway to be from this episode. Hey, if, um, you know, if, if this, you know, 17 year old or this 20 year old can overcome it, why can't I? So stay to the end, guys. This is going to be a great episode. Uh, don't forget, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please click somewhere on the podcast page to leave us a review. We would appreciate it greatly. Let's go ahead and hop right into the interviews. All right, we've got uh, Jake here. Now, Jake, uh, if you remember from the first episode, he had uh, started you know, with that entrepreneurial bug even way back when he was in uh, middle school. All right. And then he, while still in high school, was kind of like a, a tycoon out there with this legging company. Uh, talk to us more about how the legging company ended up. Uh, I know you um, I saw from like Instagram and things you had to exit out of that company. But but really, real quick recap on how you got into that and like what you built it up to as far as like, you know, monthly gross revenue and then what ended up happening with that brand. Sure. Yeah. So the uh, the whole thing started just trying new dropshipping products and whatnot. 
uh, leggings just happened to kind of stick back in late 2019 as TikTok was coming up. One of my good friends and uh, investor at the time, Nico Pericos, I considered him more of a co-founder. Uh, he invested money in the company very early on, and then we grew it to, you know, we had a few months that were uh, greater than $100,000 in revenue, although uh, it wasn't totally sustainable just considering it's dropshipping at the end of the day. There's nothing proprietary about it. Mm-hmm. We kind of, so we run that for like a year or so. We eventually exit in March, late March of 2021. Yeah, and during that time, I hired my now current co-founder, Oliver Brocato, and now we are running this new company, which I'm sure we'll get into. How did you secure somebody to, to buy it? Like, were, were you shopping it around? Like, hey, you know, this is for sale or, or were you just, you know, being approached organically by people wanting to buy the brand or what happened there? So we had a broker um, who kind of searched around for buyers. Now, are you able to say like approximately how much, you know, a deal like that, you know, went for, like what your take was from it? Or, or can you give us an idea? I think I might be under an NDA, yeah. but... Um, I think it's, uh, it's the better half a million dollars for the, uh, for the sale of the company. So when it went down, you were still in your senior year of high school, right? I was. Yep. Uh, what did you do when you got that, that check? I didn't do anything with it. I think, uh, I I got a, I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I think I, well, I did do one thing. I got a CFA, um, and just told him to invest it, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, at the time we were already building, the next thing. So I just, I kind of knew exactly what I wanted to do with the money. So it was really, you know, no difference between yeah. getting it and then not having it the day before. So now we're like, you know, like a year and a half later. So you're in college now? I am. Yes. All right. So, you know, typical question. Some people want to be like, wait a minute, you, you, you've got all this money, cash and everything, and you're obviously successful. Why you still want to go to college? Um, well, I'm going to take a gap year next year. Um, but it was important. It was definitely important to my parents and, and me also that I at least experienced the first, you know, six months to a year. All right. So you, you exited the brand. It's not like you're like, oh, I'm done with being an entrepreneur. How did you come up with your next idea? Or is this something you had been planning for a while already? Yeah. So I actually saw this TikTok video. It was about these, it, it was these two couples trying a sex chocolate. Um, this was a much smaller brand. Uh, they were brick and mortar. I don't think they sold direct to consumer at all. And it just was not, it was just not a pretty brand. Um, everything from the look of the website to the, the product itself. And it, uh, needless to say, it didn't work. Um, so we kind of thought that we could take our own packaging, uh, kind of bring our expertise that we've uh, gathered from Light with, with influencer marketing and uh, Light PPC on Snapchat um, and take this new product concept that we know, uh, you know, is a great idea. It was just executed so poorly. Sex chocolate. That's like chocolates that have kind of like aphrodisiacs in it or something or what? Exactly. Okay. exactly. Yeah. What was your launch strategy for this? You know, so, so like, you know, this is completely different than, than how you did leggings. Leggings, you started out, uh, you know, d- doing a lot of influencer marketing, which maybe I'm sure you did here, but it was like drop shipping and things like that. You can't really drop ship your own brand of chocolate. So, so right. what, uh, how do you guys approach this launch, this, this, uh, brand launch? Well, you know, it, it kind of does feel like drop shipping in a sense. Um, and that's because we, we spent the first year 
uh, in R&D and just building out our supply chain. So that means like getting a 3PL, um, getting these different co-manufacturers. There's a lot more mm. organization and structure that goes into it. But, you know, we never, just like dropshipping, we still never touch the product if we don't want to. Interesting. Um, it, it's all in other people's hands. Um, so I guess the launch strategy, well, the launch, launch strategy was a little different from something like light because we couldn't run PPC um, because there's a lot of like ad, uh, yep. you know, restrictions yep. that comes with, with average EGX. So yeah, we just went, we just, uh, my, my partner's very good at, at influencers. I give him full credit for when it comes to building out those campaigns. And yeah, we, together, we basically just built out this influencer system at a much larger scale than we did at light. And, um, and we, we, we launched it. I think within the first month or so, we sold out of our our first uh, batch of product. How how did you get influencers? Like, how did you find them? And then, what was your pitch to them to get them involved? Uh, you know, since obviously this is a brand new brand, it's not like you're some 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 big name that uh, big name brand that everybody knows about. Right. So yeah, we definitely had trouble with that in the beginning. I think just getting influencers to respond to us. Um, we use like we use like TikTok Creator Marketplace, for example, just to get in touch, and then. Um, we kind of approached each deal um, a little bit informally um, or something that, uh, you know, we, we would get their number, for example, and text them, right? And and that would kind of be the structure of the deal. There wasn't uh, too many um, processes or like official guidelines that they, um, you know, had to follow. At first, it was kind of like that. But then we kind of realized that, um, you know, influencers want more flexibility in uh and, and what they post. So we kind of just uh, try to be relatable and uh, and try to give them, you know, flexibility in what they wanted to post. So what was your, what was your budget? You know, before you made your first cent, you know, right. obviously you had to invest in branding. You had to invest in websites. You had to invest in product. You had to invest in maybe upfront payments to influence. I'm not sure. What did mm-hmm. you have to put in before you even saw your first cent out of this brand? So me and my partner each put in like 20K. Um, I think we spent probably 35k total. Okay. Before before selling a product. And now let's fast forward to, you know, April 2022, like well, what's your monthly gross sales like, you know, March, February, like like well, what what have you been able to scale this brand to so far? Uh it's it's good. Um I mean, we've sold I don't know I don't know about like exact figures, but um we uh we sold out and there's been a lot of like uh, you know, the conversion rate is less because of that. Um, we're, we have to put pe- people on pre-order. Uh, so we sold the first 3,000 units, and now we have about eight or 9,000 pre-orders um, after that. Um, so that definitely, like, wow. you know. Have you, have you made up that 35 grand uh, investment then? Yeah, yeah, we have. Definitely, um, okay. Yeah, so. I would imagine box- the profit margin is pretty nice on something, something, something like this. Yeah, it is, and it, it only gets better as we, as we have more scale. You manufacture in USA or where, where, where is this being made? So we manufacture the chocolate um, in the U.S. The ingredients okay. are from New York uh, and I believe Connecticut, um, all U.S. based. And then packaging is is China. Okay, that makes sense. All right, cool. So the, the brand is called uh, Tabs, right? Yes. Are, have you um, tried to put it on, on Amazon at all or this is 100% again Shopify? So... Um, yeah, I don't think we want to go into Amazon uh, just because, you know, when when you think of, and I know very little about Amazon, but. Um, Let me just tell you right now, people are searching for it on Amazon. 
if, if you type right. in like tabs, you can see tabs, chocolate tabs, chocolate sex, all, all, all this stuff. I, I, I'm going to definitely look into, um, matter of fact, I, I'm going to check helium 10 right now to see if there's search volume here, what, what the actual search right. volume is, but that's pretty amazing. That brand new brand, people are already searching for it on Amazon, but I know that's like a, you know, meltable products and things exactly. like that's kind of yeah. an issue, right? Yeah. And we don't want to cannibalize our sales. I mean, if we can sell direct to consumer through our website, we'd rather do that than, um, try to compete with, you know, other brands on Amazon. Yep. So w what's your goal now for this brand? Like, did you start this and on day one, you, ha you had an exit in mind, like, Hey, I just want to get, or is this like, you know, I'm just going to keep this brand, um, you know, forever. Um, you know, it's so, it's so early, uh, that I, that I'm not entirely sure. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I mean, probably not going to be doing this for the rest of my life, but, um, but, uh, I mean, we, we definitely see the potential and we want to, we want to fully uh, take advantage of it while we have it. So definitely for the next few years. Um, and after that, we'll just uh, play it by ear. Okay, cool, cool. Well, um, you know, what's some some advice out there? You know, we, we all, we, we talked about that the last episode, you know, other young people who right. are, are, you know, maybe in your shoes, they're freshmen in college or they were in high school, like when you started and, and, and they're like, Hey, you know, I ha kind of have the entrepreneurial bug, you know, maybe I don't have, you know, $35,000 lying around because I made a huge exit, you know, but I, I want to get into, in, into this entrepreneurial life. Like how can I get started? So what kind of advice would you have for them? Well, for, for me, at least it didn't start like, you know, after, after starting light, like even before the Legs company, before I had the 35 K to spend on, you know, this new venture, mm. um, that foundation has built off so many failed dropshipping stores. Um, since, you know, the beginning of high school. I'm a freshman in college now, so it's been like four or five years. Um, so I guess like, you know, it's just kind of cliche, but just keep trying. Like it really just comes with uh, with experience. Um, and, uh, you know, as you fail more, you learn more, so. All right, well, Jake, it's really inspiring to see all that you've uh, accomplished. And, you know, we're not trying to tell everybody, hey, if you're, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, you're going to have the, the same kind of success uh, as Jake, but it just shows what, what's possible. You, you know, um, you know, he, he didn't come from some some family that was already, you know, billionaires in the, you know, Shopify space. And and so he was kind of like handed some, you know, this whole plan on a platter or something like that. He, he pretty much a definition of self self-made. And, and so if he can do it, you know, you guys can also have similar success out there too. All right. And Jake, if anybody wants to, you know, reach out to you or, or at least your, your brand, find you on the interwebs, how can, how can they do that? So my Twitter and Instagram is at J K E L W N. Um, we're at tabs on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, and then tabschocolate.com is, is the website. Awesome. So Jake, thanks a lot for, for joining us. And, uh, I might need a sample of that, uh, chocolate. Um, not saying I I, ha, I need it, but you never know. I, I just want to, for, for testing, uh, testing purposes, you know, I just want to, you know, ch check out your product packaging and things like that. But anyways, uh, Jake, thanks a lot for joining us and let's reach out in a year and a half and see what new brand you've started then. Let's do it. Thanks, Bradley. All right. Now we got Sally up here and, uh, uh, Sally, you were, you were the youngest one the last time we had, uh, yeah. you on the podcast. You were only 15 at the time, I believe. How, how old are you now? I'm 16. 16 now. Okay. So yeah. still in high school? Yeah. I'm in 10th, 10th grade. Sophomore. 10th grade. All right. So, you know, going back to your, your backstory, you know, you had started uh, doing things like, you know, iPhone repair to, to make money. So, you know, you had that entrepreneurial bug before and then got into arbitrage and, and then you just had some like ridiculous, you know, sales months. Um, I'm assuming yeah. this is when you were like a freshman or an eighth grade or something like that, where, where yeah. there, there was a Q4 where you did like two 
almost three hundred thousand dollars of gross sales in arbitrage. You know, yeah. now fast forward like a year, year and a half, uh, is arbitrage like what you still like doing, or have you pivoted at all, or what are you doing these days? Uh, I'm still doing arbitrage, but I'm not putting a whole like um, I'm doing decent numbers, close to like thirty, around thirty thousand a month in revenue, which okay, isn't as crazy as what I was doing before, but I'm putting in a lot less work, so I'm happy about it. Well, were pretty, you getting like burned out at all? I like found out that you, you you didn't really have enough time for for school when you were trying to keep those heavy uh, big numbers uh, or sustain them. Not necessarily. I just wanted to try other businesses, and so hmm. like job shipping and uh, Etsy. Like I was working on other shops, so I just had Amazon. So what, what kind of drop shipping are, are are you doing now? Uh, Shopify. I was trying. I found my own product. Uh, I just created the store, so I'm working on ads currently. Okay, but, and then Etsy. That means you're you're actually making your own uh, products, or yeah. Yeah, so like woodworking, that kind of thing. I enjoy doing it, so I was like, why not give it a shot? Okay, all right. So, so yeah. it's not like you're spending less time on your businesses. It might even be more. It's just it's just you're diversifying instead of it all having to be uh, arbitrage. Yeah, and I'm also trying to do more that like try. I'm trying to not put most of my time into Amazon because if I if I can work on something else at the same time, then you know, I want to be able to have multiple streams. And so if I just put all my time towards Amazon, I could create a pretty good stream there, but there's also other things I want to try that are a little more interesting or a little more funner in a way. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now, you know, back in the day when, when, when we had you on the podcast last, you know, you, you pretty much all the money or the profit that you'd make, you just kind of put back into the business, especially that's actually kind of important when you're doing arbitrage, cause you got to have capital to, to, to keep the, the flywheel going. But exactly. is that still the case or have, have you done anything like, you know, started buying a car or, or bought, uh, you know, uh, rewarded yourself at all with some uh, extravagant purchases now that you're you're fairly uh, well off for somebody of your age? Uh, no, I try to stay away from that. Like, you know, there's still a lot more I could do with the money that I have. And so I'm trying not to I'm trying not to, you know, buy something that's going to set me back for a bit. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. Maybe smaller purchases like a computer and that that type of thing, but nothing huge. Like I've been putting a lot of my money to my stock account and my and working on you know the other businesses that I'm trying. Are you able to get a like a stock account as a minor, or do you have to have it like in a parent's name or something like that? Yeah, I have to have it in like a parent's name. Yeah. So how how much money do you have in, invested in that? Uh, I have around twenty two thousand around that much in my stock account. How uh, do you decide? Like like are, are you putting a little bit? every month or it's just based on how much money you make or, or you set like a, a set amount or like, Hey, every month I'm going to just deposit this there. And, or how, how did you decide how to do that? Uh, it's more of just like, I, I, that would be a smart idea, you know, having a schedule, but it's just whenever I have money that's sitting in my account, that's just like, just if it's been sitting in my account for a while and I haven't touched it, then I'm like, what am I doing with this money? Like I should do something with it. And so I just send it over. So it's okay. not really very consistent. Like me sending money in, I'll just send, in a certain amount when I don't need the money. So like if it's if it's been sitting in my account, then you know I'll send it in, and uh, just buy, I'm just buy, I'm not buying anything like trying to day trade or anything. I'm just buying long term modes. Yeah. And how, how much do you currently have invested in arbitrage? So like what's what's your you know like like an inventory that you've bought that you just haven't sold yet? Like th do you have a certain amount that you try and keep it to? Like hey, I'm not going to go too far above uh, you know above or below a certain number. Uh, I try to spend close to like 10 around ten thousand a month in inventory and that's saying that because usually when i buy the inventory it takes a while for it to you know get checked in and yep. for it to get sent in and everything so 
it covers up, you know, that like if I have sent in 10,000 and then send in another 10,000, like it'll just keep on rolling in a way. Like I'll always be getting sales. Yep. So any, any like, drawbacks in the last year from that? Like, you know, have you gotten a counterfeit claims or, or any like kind of like L's you've taken in the last year as far as the arbitrage goes? Yeah. If I, uh, not really, uh, like counterfeit claims and stuff. I've gotten a couple on my account, but you know, I've gotten rid of them. And so those, how, how'd you get rid of them? What do you, what do you show? I send them uh, receipts, like whatever, like my purchasing receipts and all that. Mm-hmm. So those haven't been a huge issue for me. I try to get rid of it as fast as possible. And so I can just keep it, keep on moving in a way. Makes sense. So, so arbitrage, uh, you, you got the drop shipping. Um, you said like just on your own, you liked doing uh, woodworking and that's what gave you the idea uh, about yeah. Etsy or, or how did that come uh, idea come about? Uh, also, tr- I tried Etsy last year and... Uh, it was while I was doing Amazon, so I or I was doing Amazon a lot. Like I was doing, putting in a lot more time into Amazon, and so I try. I got a couple sales, and I just got completely lazy to make them. And then, like, just time went by, and I just canceled the orders and you know shut down my account. But now I have a little bit more time, so I'm deciding to try it out and starting off decently. And, and is that you know is that profitable or is this more just like yeah. a, I'm just having fun? Like like you know, have you calculated that out? You can actually make money based on whatever you you know, pay for the materials and stuff, or are you just doing this as, as kind of like a passion project? Oh, uh, no, it's, I'm doing like 40 to 60% margin, uh, profit margin. So it's just, it's harder to make them. And so, you know, like currently, since it was my first couple orders, it obviously took me a long time to make them, mm-hmm. but you know, like I've been seeing improvement. So like the first order took me like close to three hours to make. And the second order, it was like, like two hours, it was a little over two hours and like, I'm getting better and better. So I, like I feel like I could definitely get this like under an hour, and so if I can make one project an hour, that could be like seventy, eighty dollars an hour in profit. And so, so then, like, what's an example of a, a, a of a kind of product that you're doing, and then like how you how you decided to come about it? Like, like did you do product research first, or you're looking on Etsy what 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 other people were doing? Or like, hey, I can do that, or or did you just come up with a random idea yourself? Uh, no, for this pro- for the first project that I started with, I paid for plans. So someone else had already made this item, but they weren't selling it on Etsy. And so I bought their plans. Uh, and How in the world do you find something like that? On YouTube. YouTube, huh? Yeah, it was interesting. It was, yeah, and it popped out to me and I was like, this is, this is something people would buy. So I, I purchased their plans. It wasn't, they usually don't charge a lot, maybe less than $10. And then it tells you everything you need to do and how to do it. Interesting, interesting. And, and uh, is there competition on that exact thing, or yeah, um, is it? Uh, were you like the first one on Etsy with, with this exact product? Uh, it's. I'm not the like. I'm the first person selling this product in this. You know, that looks like this. You know what I mean? Because I'm selling a planter, like planter boxes and raised okay. planter boxes and whatnot. And so, I'm the first person to be selling this like certain planter box with this design. But there's mm-hmm. plenty of other planter boxes all yeah, over. Yeah. So you know, it's just this this is I guess unique in a way because nobody else is selling this exact same. And uh, you've already made some sales just starting from scratch, you know, without any yeah. like it's not like you're doing Google ads to your Etsy store or something like that. No, yeah. Etsy has a built in uh marketing thing. So like you can put a daily budget and they'll uh mark they'll like sponsor you on Etsy search. I've tried that out. That didn't work a whole ton for me, but Etsy also does offsite ads for you as well. So if you if you wanted to, you could do that. Okay. 
What, what's the status of, of, you know, going back to arbitrage? Like, how, how would you classify that today, you know, as opposed to the last time you were on the show in, like, early 2021? Is it still as easy to make money? Is it harder to find profitable products? Uh, is is inventory shipping issues still an issue for you? Or, or talk about how it is now compared to, to how it was last year. Uh, last year, it was uh, more because it was COVID. It, it was just super easy because, uh, you know, there's a lot of product supply chains things were messed up. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of products then there's still plenty of products. There's still, I know plenty of people who are making, you know, six figures or more a month in, in revenue from just doing arbitrage. And so it's still alive and well, like people are still making money. Like there's definitely plenty of opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Just, I haven't personally been, I haven't been taking advantage of it myself. So. Okay. You, you still got, um, you know, a couple more years of, of high school, so what's what's some of your short and long-term goals for for what you want to do? I think it, some of my goals is that I just want to get like Amazon to be doing consistent numbers and get into wholesale on Amazon. So the woodworking business is also another one. And there's just whatever. I also have a couple of other hobbies that like I want to turn into businesses in the future. So okay, cool. So words of wisdom, you know, since you're the only one left in our group or or, or uh, still like in a, at least in an American you know, high school. So, so there's um, some American kids out there. They're still in high school wondering how they can get started, you know, but still juggling their entire, you know, course load and things like that. What's, what's some advice you can give them? Uh, for people wanting to get into Amazon specifically, then, you know, use books is just such a good option to getting into Amazon. Uh, it's like, it's a low entry, like doesn't require a whole lot of capital. It doesn't require a whole lot of anything. It's just going to thrift stores and getting books. It's just, it's really, but it's very simple and it's very like you can make a lot of money off of it. And other than that, uh, that's pretty much all I have for getting into Amazon or, you know, use books. All right. Yeah. Cool. Use books. is just, a, it's really the best way. And it's the way a lot of people I know have started, including myself. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us uh, next year. Um, you know, let's see what you're doing. Maybe you <laughs> did Etsy this year and drop shipping next year. Who knows? Maybe you're going to be on Wayfair or, or, Shopify or who knows what you're going to have. So it'd be always, it's always interesting to catch up with you and, and see what you're, uh, see what you're doing. So wish you the best of success in the future. And then if, if people want to, you know, find you on the interwebs, how can they see you out there? Uh, my Instagram is I'm Sala Isa. So I am S A L I H E S A. And I also have a TikTok, which is the same. I also have a Twitter, which is the same. So if, you, if anybody awesome. has any questions on how to start Amazon, you know, just shoot, shoot me a mes- message. I'll try to respond to you. I will respond to you. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. All right. Well, thanks a lot. And we'll see you next year. No problem. See ya. All right. Now we've got uh, Michaela here. Now, Michaela, you, I think if I'm not mistaken, you were the, the oldest one that we had uh, at the time of our recording on the last one. You were 19. Are you, are you now 20? Yes, but I turned 21 next week. So, okay. So, so you are, you are uh, 21. <laughs> um, I, I would assume that you don't drink though. Anyways. No. Yeah. So, so if you don't drink 21, pretty much, you know, being 20, turning 21 has very little meaning. Oh. Like, like 20 is the major milestone there. But I am excited to turn 21 because it's been on my bucket list to make vanilla extract and you use vodka and vanilla beans to make it. So I will be going and getting alcohol, but it's not for ah, consumption. Okay, there we go. There we go. Yeah, yes. you got to have uh, different goals here. All right. Um, now, you know, you had started uh, e-commerce when you were early teens, you know, like, like 13, uh, 14 and, and, you know, 
I think you, you did a lot of stuff with your mom and then also your your sister. Um, but then, you know, when, when you were coming on the podcast um, last year, you know, I, you, you were doing like webinars and things like that, but I believe you were, you were kind of as a starting um, or you were, you know, in your second or first year of, of college or, or as they say in other countries, university. So ha have you still been able to have the time to, to be doing your, your entrepreneurship or has that kind of taken a back seat to your studies? What's been going on the last couple of years? Um, so sadly, that has taken a back seat um, for college and classes. With the marketing degree that I decided to try and get, the classes mm. were a lot harder and were a lot different than what I thought they were going to be. I'm assuming that you, you know, your family is supporting you while you're in college mm -hmm. and, and helping out. So it's not like, oh, you stop your 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 side businesses. Now you are, you know, starving every night because you have no money to eat. Oh, it's not, it's not like that situation, <laughs> right? No, no, no. So I to give a little background, I live alone, but I'm mm -hmm. a very extroverted person. So I've had to go grab a couple of jobs that help me fulfill that extroversion so I've got money coming in that way. And then I've got money that I've made in the past saved up for this experience in this part of my life. So I'm okay. I'm My parents help me out every once in a while, but not a ton. But I still have... Like, also, so it's like the money you saved up from from your previous uh, mm -hmm. you know, e-commerce and, and entrepreneurship you saved. And then that's what you're, you're using to, to also you know, sustain yourself as well, along with mm -hmm. new jobs. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. You know, if you're an extrovert... Um, being in e-commerce sometimes it's not exactly you know the best uh, outlet for that because you, you're not really interacting with uh with, <laughs> with people that much okay yeah. interesting so what what you know i think it's important you know like um i i don't want people sometimes maybe have heard about my story on here or hear me talking about you know college and things like that and and to say like i'm necessarily anti-college uh i i'm kind of like the person is like hey it's not for everybody Mm -hmm. And you can definitely have success if you don't go to college, you know, traditionally, like, like that doesn't mean you're, you're going to fail. But at the same time, I don't want to sit here and say, oh, no, you shouldn't go to college or or it's not a beneficial thing to do, you know, for for everybody. So mm -hmm. so here's a case where where Michaela, you know, started, you know, young and was all into e-commerce. But, you know, she, she made the decisions like, hey, I want to level up, get this marketing degree. And you know what? I need to step away from e-commerce a little bit, guys. There's nothing, you know, regardless of your age. Uh, there's nothing wrong with taking a break a little bit if you got to take care of other things because the last thing you want to do is get burnout. And I'm assuming that you, you could probably see the writing on the wall like if you would have kept up your schedule and then now with all this extra workload of homework and, and stuff, you probably would have got burnout or something. Okay, so are you okay if I like share the story of everything? That's gonna share it. Share, okay. share, share. Sharing so, is caring. Um, <laughs> when I first moved out, I was like going super hard with everything that I had going on. Definitely got burned out, and that's why I had to pause my e-commerce and other coaching program that I had. Oh, you did? You So you did get burned I, it out. Was it wasn't like, like you foresaw it. It actually happened. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Totally happened. Um, had some mental health issues kick in, and so over the last couple of years, I've been really trying to focus on myself. Definitely took like a year and a half for me to even realize that that was going on, and mm -hmm. I was dragging myself through all this of basically banging my head against the wall and couldn't couldn't figure out what was happening. And my parents had to be like, yo, hun, this is what's going on. This is what we see. Like, let's get you some help so that you're not acting like so you're not stuck in this forever. Because in my brain, yeah. I was like, oh, this is adulting. This is what I just have to live with and deal with. And it was depression, burnout, anxiety, and all sorts of other things that kind of just came onto my life. And um, the only reason why I went to college is because God told me to go to college, to come okay. up here 
to try and get around some kids who think the same way I do as in marketing and business. And um, we are no longer going for the marketing degree. I am going for my life coaching certification. Oh, what, what certification? I'm sorry. Life coaching. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I will be switching schools here in the next little bit and doing life coaching. And hey guys, there, there's another lesson right there. You know, especially you young young people, you start out in something and you might be all motivated for it. But then if you're like, hey, if this doesn't feel right, mm-hmm. don't be like, hey, I started this. I got to finish it, you know, no matter what, even though it's going to make me miserable. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember something about you is even before, you know, a couple of years ago, you were doing like, I don't know if it, you called it life coaching, but you were, you were doing these kind of like webinars to kind of like empower youth or something like that. It was almost on this on the lines of life coaching. So I'm assuming this has always been like a passion uh, of yours then. Um, sort of. So I was teaching kids how they can start their own business online without mm-hmm. investing a crap ton of money and having to build a website and all that stuff. And um, since these last couple of years have been hard on me and my soul, I've and talking to some of my other friends, it's kind of been a struggle tra- transitioning from a teenager to an adult and having to function by yourself without having some parent guidance always there. And uh, um, I was in a church meeting one time and they, they had this life coach come in. And I was like, how funny would this be as if this was my life changing moment, seeing this life coach up here talking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, shoot, <laughs> this is my life changing moment. This is what I want to do so I can help other teenagers like transition and realize their potential and not have to fall into that rut that I got stuck in and that some of my other friends have gotten stuck in. So I've always loved like trying to help people in some sort of way, but now I feel like mm-hmm. I've got a solid idea of how I can do it. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, um, I, I, I like it, you know, uh, yeah. following your passions and, and doing what feels right. And, and it's not always just a matter of, Oh, you know, I love, um, you know, standing in the middle of an igloo and so that's what i'm gonna do the rest of my life you know like like i don't know i'm just throwing random stuff out there like and i've always been of the philosophy of if you can do the perfect kind of job is is if you can do something that you love doing so much that even if you weren't paid for it you'd probably pay just to do it just because it's so fulfilling to you and at the same time it changes people lives people's lives you know i used to do that with the uh, zumba fitness when when i love zumba and now i'm being paid to do it and and helping people lose weight and change their lives and now i'm doing it on amazon i used to pay to use helium 10 and <laughs> now they're paying me to use helium 10 and, and inspire people and and change their lives financially on on amazon so that is uh pretty pretty cool um all right so what what's the future hold for you you know now uh you know how long is this um certification going to take and then do you ready can you already see how you're going to use it as soon as you you finish? Yeah. So I'm debating between two of them right now. One of them, I believe, is like six months-ish. So both of the programs have year-long access. So I could focus on the certification for a year. All right. I love it. Uh, completely different than our other experiences here. But <laughs> it, just, it just goes to show that, hey, the, the, there's no one formula to success or one secret to success guys and where everybody has to take the same path. Uh, love this a lot. So if, if people want to find you, uh, you know, follow your, your journey on the interwebs or, you know, podcasts, social medias, whatever you want to give out, go, go ahead and let, let people know. Okay. So I just started a podcast guys. It's been so much fun. I absolutely love it. My dad raves about it every time he listens to an episode. So you know that it's good. It's called if I were 20 again, 
Um, it's on Apple. It's on Spotify. And then if you want to follow me, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. It's Michaela.Prince. Not on TikTok, though. So Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a week now, you could be your own guest on the podcast. Like if you were 20, <laughs> I guess. Huh? I know. All right. All right, Michaela. Thank you uh, so much for, for coming back and wish you the best of success in your journeys. Thank you so much. Thanks for letting me come back on. All right. Now we've got another guest from the other side of the world. Salman. Salman, welcome back. How's it going? I'm amazing. Thank you. All right. Now, um, you also were one of our young, uh, one of our younger uh, guests that we had on last time. So how, how old are you now? I'm still 17. Well, you weren't 17 last time. You were 16. The last year. It's been over a year. I was 16 last time. Okay. So it's been over a year. All right. So um, are you still in um, high school? Yep. This is my last year. Uh, now, are you going in person or is it all virtual or how is your school set up? Uh, I'm actually homeschooled because, homeschooled. Uh, you know, it's really hard to manage school with all the Amazon stuff going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, you weren't always uh, in that, right? Um, no, I wasn't always homeschooled, just from the past few years. Okay. Now, l- l- let's talk about the uh, the Amazon side. You know, last time, you know, we talked, uh, you had, um, or the, I mean, on this podcast, you know, I know we've, all, we've obviously talked since then, you and I, but um, you you had started becoming uh, kind of like a, you know, a virtual assistant for many uh, Amazon sellers and helping them with things from from product research to to listing optimization and things. But now, as I understand, um, you kind of got bigger, and so now you've you've expanded and actually hired a, a number of employees, even as well, right? Yeah, I've uh, I've got twenty five employees. Twenty five employees. So go back to that first one. Like, what made you hire that first employee? Like, was it just, oh my goodness, you know, I, I'm getting, I'm having to turn down clients or opportunities because I just don't have the uh, the time and bandwidth to do it myself or what happened there? I actually always had bigger plans. So the first time we got on the podcast, before that, I actually launched my own company. And from there, since I was getting so many clientele for different services, so I thought, why not I offer all of these services under one roof so that even if a client comes to our door, he doesn't have to return to someone else for something else. So we're, you know, offering an all-in-one solution. So he doesn't have to waste his time or money on somewhere else. Okay. So 25 people you are, right. you're, you've hired. What's, what's the average salary of, of, of somebody you hire? Uh, the lowest salary right now is $250 and the highest salary right now is $1,000. Okay. And with all these, you know, with this, you know, now new overhead though, you, you still are able to obviously make money yourself, I'm assuming. Uh, if I tell you the revenue for last month, we did $20,000 and uh, we're planning, uh, we're planning a forecast of 22.5 uh, this April. So yeah, things are pretty good. Excellent. Excellent. And now all of this revenue is, is is the way that you get money, is any of it kind of like, you know, percentage of sales of your clients or everything is just like strictly project-based? It, uh, it is. Which one? I would say 25% of it is based on percentage from our clients' profits. And the rest of 75% is based on salaries. Okay. Okay. And interesting. Now, what's, you know, uh, when are you finishing high school? Is it this year or is it next year? It's in about 
three months. Three months. Okay. So, so, so you're like what we would call a senior in high school here. So what, what is going to change if anything about kind of like what you're, what you're doing when you graduate? Cause I, I would assume that now you will have uh, more time. Now, are you trying to go to university or now are you just going to focus all on the uh, business? Actually, I'm a student of O-Levels here in Pakistan. So over here, after O-Levels, there's another level that's called A-Levels. So I have to give around two years to that. And after that, I can go to university. Okay. So so it's still like school is not finished. Yeah, maybe you'll get a, you know, a little bit of a break more and like then start college. again. A-Levels is uh, more like a college. Okay. So school's going to end, a college will start, and then university. Okay. Now, now, you know, th- there's no right or, or wrong uh, here, um, but I'm just curious, you know, you're doing pretty well, like more than probably even just, you know, 95, 99% of the, the population would normally uh, revenue wise already. So what uh, is the motivation behind continuing the education? Because, you know, some people do education because it's like, hey, if I don't do this, I'm never going to be able to have a, a decent income. Um, but But what about you? What's your motivation for continuing on to like say hey i'm still going to go to uh, school uh to be honest there is no motivation there's a certain mindset i've always believed that education has nothing to do with how much you earn or what job you'll get or uh, whom you'll marry or whom you won't marry education is for your personal grooming it, it it's for you know making yourself feeling worthy that i've achieved something so that that is my main uh, reason for continuing my education. Okay. Now now how how do you manage 25 employees? Like like do you have you know, like managers? Uh do you have human resources who do hiring and and monitoring I and things like that? I do not have human resources. I do have one manager, mm-hmm. but uh, we do 50/50 of the work. Okay. Um What's some some new strategies that you found uh, along the way that maybe you can share, like something that's working in, in one of the aspects of, of how you help uh, how you help Amazon sellers um, that maybe you can share with the, the rest of the audience? So recently we tried this uh, Pinterest and uh, TikTok marketing and it was a blast. Uh, about two months back, we did we uh, made 105 posts, 105 pins of Pinterest uh, with someone on Fiverr, and we managed to gain over 60 orders for that particular product in just one hour. Uh, although it wasn't helping the ranking, but it did help us sustain. So it's it's pretty good. Were those paid posts or those were just organic posts that you did? They were paid. They were paid. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, what, what's the, what's the future look like for you as far as on the, you know, you see what you, your plans are for the education side, but how are you going to grow your agency? Um, what are your goals there? Like if we have you on the podcast in a, in a year or two, what would you like to be able to, to, to tell everybody of what you've achieved? Well, right now my focus is on asset building. So apart from Amazon, I'm into, you know, I'm into real estate a little bit. I have NFTs and all. So my core focus so, so right real, now real estate, is like, are you buying houses or, or, or no, buildings just, just or what are you trying to do? Not, not houses yet. They're too expensive. Okay. So, so what kind of real estate are you, are you getting into then? No, the, the actual real estate, you know, buying apartments or houses, that type of stuff. Yeah. But so, also, so that, that's what your goal is. You, you're wanting to get into, uh, into that. Okay. I thought you were saying you were ready. I've always wanted to, you know, own a dealership for cars. 
have an uh, um, agency that deals in all kinds of properties and all. So I'm I'm getting there very slowly, but at least I'm getting there. So I like it. I like it. Um, now, what do your uh, parents think of all your success? You know, lately. Uh, they're pretty impressed for someone my age doing all of this, but they never say anything. They're okay. just they're just happy. I, I just know it. They're happy. All right. Cool. Cool. So uh, any, any, maybe, you know, plans to visit overseas or, or maybe come to uh, uh, U.S. To, to visit anytime soon? Uh, I, I am a huge fan of traveling, though, but uh, with my time schedule, it's pretty hard. So I'm planning a, a trip to Turkey this uh, July. And after that, maybe uh, in three to four months, I'll try to come to USA. Okay, well, that, that sounds like a good timing because remember in, in September, we've got the Sell and Scale Summit in Las Vegas, oh, the biggest event for Amazon sellers. And, um, and I think that you would, uh, you would really have a, a great time. What, what would be a great first time to the United States, go to Vegas. Uh, and, We're going and, to and, Vegas. Yeah, that would be a great first trip right there. Great anyway, first Salman, trip, it's really, great memory. It's really great to see what you've uh, accomplished, you know, especially at your age. And, and guys, you know, make sure to listen to the old episode. It's not just about the, the age. Um, you know, Salman had to, uh, you know, overcome a lot of like uh, other barriers due to the culture, you know, that he's in where, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, maybe the United States or Europe where, where kids get a job from an early age, you know, it's a very different, you know, setup over there and he had to overcome a lot to, to achieve what he has. So it's really great to see what you've done. Um, and all right, the next time we talk then, all right, maybe, maybe, maybe I don't know about the car dealership yet, but, uh, maybe an apartment building or, or something. Let's see. Uh, so then the next time that I visit, I, I visit Pakistan, maybe I can stay in one of your, uh, I can stay in one of your units there. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, guys, there you have it. You know, we just heard from four young entrepreneurs and a lot of takeaways from this, but one of the important things is, is that there's no just one pathway to success, right? You know, Jake is doubling down on what he's doing. You know, he sold his business and now he started over again and now he's having a lot of success. And, and he, you know, he still wanted to get some of the, the college life. So, you know, he's going for a year, you know, to college. Salah kind of is, is took a step back a little bit from arbitrage. He's not doing as much as anymore. And, and he's doing something he's more passionate about and started his own Etsy, you know, business. But he's still crushing it, making way more money than any of people in his high school, I'm sure, you know, who have a, a, a after school job. You know, we have Michaela who was like, you know what, this is, I'm, I'm burnt out. I am burnt out from school and, and my e-commerce businesses, something's got to give. Let me take a step back from e-commerce for just a little bit, work on my mental health and switch my educational goals and do something I'm more passionate about. And then I'm going to, you know, pick it back up. You know, nothing wrong with that guys. Nothing wrong with pivoting in life. Salman, he's been doubling down. He's like, Hey, uh, I've accomplished a lot as a virtual assistant. I want to expand out. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go ahead and hire a, a team so I can, you know, help more people and expand my business. You know, you guys who are entrepreneurs, you might need to hire somebody instead of trying to, to do everything yourself. So I, I hope you're inspired as I am. You know, I wish I had this kind of drive when I was, you know, 16, 17, 18 uh, years old. You know, I'm not, I don't regret, you know, the, the, all the choices I made or anything like that, but it's really inspiring. I think to see younger people who are crushing it because sometimes we, as adults, uh, we, we, we want to put a bunch of excuses in front of us, right. Of why we can't do something, or I'm too young for this. I'm too old for this. I'm, I'm too poor for this, or I'm too busy for this or, or this or that. These guys all have very similar, you know, obstacles, even more. 
and they found a way to overcome it and get through it. So that's what I want you guys to do as well. So I hope you enjoy this episode and we'll see you in the next one.